Hi everyone, this is LOA Uncorked with Gina and Holly. We intend to have some fun around Law of Attraction principles. Let's discover and unleash the magic that exists inside ourselves. Tune in as we go on the hero's journey together to uplevel our lives with no bullshit, all truth, and nothing but fun. Grab a glass and join our virtual VIP conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to LOA Uncorked. This is Holly. And this is Gina. Okay, Gina. Holly! We are here. Okay, listen. Still COVID. Still COVID, and we're getting real today. I'm getting real and raw. I mean, um, I don't know how raw, but. Well, some sushi does sound really good. <laughs> I mean, doesn't it? Like, could Damn. we just please go to I'm, a restaurant? I'm hungry. I know. I just wish we could go for I, sure. I, speaking of sushi, I, I'm not sure about this, but I rode on the back of a moped without clothes on. Eating sushi? Oh, no. But <laughs> <laughs> how? Okay. See, this is what's scary. Like, how? <laughs> I want to know how you got from the sushi to the moped, but then I really don't all at the same time because I might, I not, I might not be able to unhear. Oh my that. god! So no. All right. So here's the story. Um, <laughs> this episode today is really Gina and I were talking about how this pandemic is really a blessing, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people have been struggling. Uh, and we don't minimize people who've been sick and or lost loved ones, but there's no time in history we've ever had a time to pause and reflect. And so we're going to talk about today some of the things that we have uncovered Mm -hmm. about ourselves during this pandemic. And, and, And it has everything to do with the struggle. It does have to do with the struggle. And and so we're going to entitle this episode about control. And we're dedicating it to Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. Are you kidding? The but, queen of control. Well, like, I thought she was the queen of nasty. Well, title one on the control album is control. Then she gets nasty. That is number two. But all you remember is her but getting then nasty. The and the pleasure principle. I mean, the listen. Pleasure, the yes. pleasure principle? Okay, wait a minute. I, I what about when JT about pulled her shirt down yes I remember in the that. super bowl mm-hmm. yes and then after her tit was exposed apparently mm-hmm. then we had to have like a five second delay so her breast like you could put that back in in five seconds right okay like <laughs> i don't like know how do you recover in five seconds i mean mine isn't going back in well no and nothing's <laughs> it, if it does i mean it will take a whole lot longer than five seconds to orchestrate but that some man determined that we need to have a five second delay just in case some shit falls out of their spot right. that you can stuff it back in right i right. mean right right and then people well you know people complained about even j-lo and shakira's thing thought it was too sexual i just think you know well, sex it is, is what everywhere. It is. I know. What's the pleasure principle? It is that's track number four. Oh my god! <laughs> well, I need to be schooled in that principle. Yes. Apparently, did love so. me some Janet. Nineteen eighty six was control. a good year for Janet. So she was all about control, mm-hmm. taking control. I mean, it was very female empowerment oriented for sure. Um, 
However, I mean, I do think um, that the pandemic and we've been talking quite a bit about just um, the, the challenge and the struggle and, you know, the, the months of just life interrupted sudden change that forces quiet, forces uh, introspection, and it doesn't allow any distractions. Discontent. Discontent. And we want to disillusionment. We want to control everything, but you know what? Control is outside our realm of... Yeah, you, you, we we're really not controlling anything. Well, but but I do think you know what I have noticed for myself in the pandemic is, you know, the things I like to do as an extrovert to, you know, balance my world and to feel uh, things are more light and fun and everything's great is to to enjoy like go out and be festive and merry and laugh and be social and all those things. And when you don't have that, um, for me, that's more of the escape and the fun, you know, the flight stuff for me, the pandemic, what makes me feel good is control, which I am not a, as you know, a very, um, rigid controlled type person, but I have absolutely noticed, um, more in work than anywhere else, but I am having I, I control everything. I, I, I well, like focus, hyper-focused, hyper-controlled, hyper-vigilant. And I think it's because there's so much out of control. This is the one space that I, I feel like I have some say in what's happening or the outcome at least, or the timeline of the outcome. If I do my part and, and really become hyper-focused, which is a complete about face for my typical personality, truly. Well, so so the people that work with you, the people that are around you would say that Gina has become different, that she's more yes. controlling because there's nothing else to control in your life. Right. Yeah, and I don't know that anybody can Do you think that's healthy? Um, I think it's part of coping, um, and, and it's, I think... I don't think anytime you're coping, it's always healthy. Okay. At least in my opinion, mm-hmm. I think if you're coping or counterbalancing or, or acting in a way or, or relying on things that are not innate to who you are to counterbalance something that's going on for you, then it's, it's probably not mm-hmm. a good thing because it doesn't mean like things are quite in flow. Right. So what would you do instead of trying to control your surroundings? Would you, what, what would be, uh, what would be the, the, um, panacea to that? What would be, well, for, like I said, for me, I would typically, I I would take work seriously, but I wouldn't hyper-focus on it because I'd have other things to distract me and other things Mm -hmm. to look forward to. And when you don't have those things, um, when you can't go out and see friends, when you can't go and enjoy a great meal or a glass of wine or whatever it is and, and visit, when you can't even really interact other than through your your computer screen on a Zoom, it's it, it just, for me, is not the same when you're stuck in the same room. It, for me, when you're working all day, it's hyper-focused versus you're doing my thing and then finding balance 
through, you know, socialization and other things. So, so I think that for me, that was my hyper-focus today is the opposite of what it was before the, the pandemic. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, actually. I think I'm learning some skills and some traits that I, I maybe don't have a, an innate discipline to do. Um, and this is allowing me or forcing me or shoving me to, to learn to do that in a different way, which I'm hoping some of that hyper-focused and diligence and things actually stick when I have some, you know, other things to look forward to. But, um, but for me, it's definitely working right now. And it does help me feel um, more calm in a super weird way. <laughs> Who knew details and discipline would do it, right? Oh my God, that's crazy so to me about you, me. right? I know, right? Well, I mean, I'm coping by exercise, and I'll tell you tell you about that in a minute. But um, you know, one of the things that I noticed is that uh, I had talked about in a, in a previous podcast that I was so addicted to sugar and sweets, and I would go invade the sugar and sweets. Um, yeah. And I don't have that. I mean, I really kicked that, and we talked about how I did that. Well, now what's come up is that the pandemic, my coping is as pressure starts, I run to the kitchen and I eat something and it's always healthy now. I mean, like I, I eat healthy food, but still too much healthy is just too much food. And, you know, here's the thing is I've spent this pandemic really looking at why I do what I do. Yeah. And so it's coping for me, but it doesn't make me feel good. And when I went back in time in my childhood, I would do this to cope and get through painful times in my childhood. So I would overeat. Mm -hmm. So I trace this back to uh, my childhood, the coping. And here's what I will say is I think the answer to both of our coping is to sit in the unrest. Yeah. Yes. And not micromanage or try to over control and not go eat yourself into oblivion with salad or whatever it is. Yep. Asparagus. I can eat so much asparagus. You'd be crazy. Okay. Like <laughs> they're like chips to me. I air fry it. Oh, so like crunchy and crispy. Uh, yeah. I air fry it. And I got an air fryer from, I don't know who, but anyway, I'm happy for the air fryer. <laughs> love it. I love it. <laughs> Right. Uh, anyway, so take whatever uh, it, gift you got. Right? Oh yeah, baby. Okay, but listen, like it's not good. So whatever you are doing, yeah. that's over controlling. And and here's the other thing that I I really noticed, and we're you know we're gonna take this in another well similar direction yeah. is that the quiet and the time alone has really made me reflect ab- about my childhood. And I've seen a pattern. So I was married twice mm-hmm. and recently divorced, although I did date a little yeah. tiny bit. Yeah. Okay. And what I noted was that everybody I have dated, this is during the pandemic, mm-hmm. everybody I've dated has been emotionally unavailable. You didn't date during the pandemic. No. You've noticed it during the pan- during like the quiet. I was, un- con- I was, I was contemplating sure. what the hell am I doing? Right. And am I not whole and healed? And to that, I say no. Right. And I looked back and I was like, well, even my last date was like completely fucked up. Yeah. And, 
you know, it came in a different package, Gina. Yeah. Didn't look like husband one or husband two. And then I, I traced- How did it look similar? Like, what have you noticed now in reflection that was where you would say you traded one and two for a different packaged version of? Like, like well, what he, did you notice? He looks shinier. Oh. And so like it, it came with a better resume mm-hmm. as far as everything. Mm-hmm. And then, then I, I don't know whether the manipulation was higher. Okay. Because he spoke some of my language. Yeah. Whereas the others could not speak my language. Like the corporate language. Corporate language and metaphysical language. Mm. Um, you know, like I'm into manifestation and, you know, there was a sexy chemistry, but he was completely a mess, a fucking mess. Right. And so, and was completely emotionally unavailable. Right. But rolling that back to my ex-husband who, you know, had a hard life and he yeah. wasn't emotionally available right. and was was cruel sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, then you roll back to my first husband. Mm. So, I mean... Like, no judgment. No. Yep. Okay, my first husband, who I left my house and married, um, he was 14 years older than me. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, I never lived on my own. I went straight from my mother's and father's house to his house. Wow. And, um, you know, he was very cold. His whole family was super cold. Right. Um, and none of these people are bad people. I'm just saying that they just didn't have... They couldn't help me. And then I go back to the fact that I lost a sister mm-hmm. before I was born, before my brother, so me and my brother. And I trace it back to my parents were cold right. and not not nurturing. Not and emotionally so, available. Either. Not emotionally available. And so that was the other aspect of it is that I didn't have nurturing. And so it's very hard for me to receive and so here I see pattern after pattern, and then they get packaged. I mean, quite frankly, I'm sort of like, ugh, okay, who's next? Okay, yeah. like, don't even sign me up. Let, let me pass them through you before <laughs> Listen, they ever get to me. You guys would be help. going, he has mean-looking eyes, you know? <laughs> That's what I hear. I'd be like, could I get a picture of you before I date you and a video so that you can talk and people can make fun of you licking your lips? And photo, The photo looks fine. The video, not so good. Yes. Oh, my God. So I, in hindsight, I could have been help, more helpful. Oh, like You'd be like, yeah, that's not, not for you, Holly. Anyway, uh, you know, I, it's, it's, it's one of those things. So I have actually taken this time in the pandemic temp, pandemic, and I have... You've been doing some big work. Yes. I've been tracing it back to, you know, my childhood and all... So what happened... Oh, so let me get to the point here, yeah. which, which is, you know, I want to... I Listen, come, we have all learned. I know. Or I don't know what episode we're on now, four, <laughs> 15, 16, 17, whatever it is. But the reality is uh, we've learned to be patient with oh you. Oh, my God. Eventually, you get there. I eventually. And I want to get back to your control because... <laughs> What I think I know right now is that, and this was incredibly hard week. We had a full yeah. moon in Scorpio this week. It's the 7th of May. was yesterday. It's the 8th today. Yeah. And, oh, geez, I felt so much pressure on me. And we all felt it. Yeah, it was a tough week. Oh, it was a tough week. And when I feel that and I get that urge to eat, I sit with myself and say, I see, I know what's happening and I'm not going to succumb to it. I'm okay. And I start breathing through it. I mean, it sounds crazy, 
No. I mean, it sounds crazy. It sounds like the lady that said to sniff a... Sniff, <laughs> a, sniff a chocolate. Janine Ross. <laughs> to not be fat. Just sniff a chocolate to not be fat. <laughs> that works. Just sniff it. Okay. You know, I mean, like I sound fucking like that and I don't mean it that way. But awareness helps shape you and... Um, well, awareness and enough time that you have to be honest. I think with pre-pandemic, I think there was always go, go, go more to do somewhere to be something, you know, there's always yeah. something to, to not allow enough time space to actually sit with it and get quiet enough. Um, you know, we talked about on one of the uh, early COVID podcasts. I mean, I was, this is a, uh, the discipline of still quiet. I, I struggle. I take a daily drive just to get out because I can't stand it. It's like a, I'm like a caged bird, caged animal. I can't sit in there forever. But yeah. Um, but if I'm going to sit in there, I'm going to be fastidious because I, I've, that's the only way I feel like I have a say in the matter. Um, but for me, that fastidiousness is usually going out and having fun and, and being distracted um, and not sitting still and not being quiet. And so, you know, I've got a little ways to go, I think, because at least now it's it's coming out in a different way. My busyness is coming out in hyper-focus. Like it's coming out in a different way than it did ever before because there's nowhere else to let it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I Does do. that make sense? I do. And, you know, the other thing that I've kind of uh, found for myself and – I don't know if you. I don't know if you've ever heard of. I know I sent the link to you, uh, Gina, but our podcast yeah. mates who have heard of Tracy Anderson method, and I used to oh, yeah. do her da- DVDs like way back when. I hate DVDs because the same old shit over and over again. But um, she has an online live course, and it just popped up last weekend when I was yep. cleaning my refrigerator and doing nothing. Okay, <laughs> uh, I it's true story, right? And yep. I clicked on it, and I was like damn she's they've sculpted all the a-listers i'm like yeah bring the vip to me oh, and um she i've was heard a, all about your sculpting for all week long I i've know. heard about and it so like because I, I usually like lose lose interest in two two seconds flat i have not lost interest and so what's interesting <laughs> for me is that you know i'm finding new things and i was telling you that mm-hmm. i thought why would i commute an hour a day when I could be sculpting an hour a day. Yeah, no, I, I mean, agree. truthfully. And I was like, and I loved it and I love it. So what I'm finding is it's not the wine or the drinking anymore. Mm-hmm. It's really like, oh, I'm sculpting and I'm trying to do better at meditating. I haven't been meditating regularly. And you would think I you have, have all the or time. You haven't. I have not. Have you? Uh, yeah, I've been, well, not regularly, I, but I do try and end my day with either a meditation um, to clear the day or I love, I love me some breathing, like a, some breath work. Like yeah, I love that for me. I'm, um, that helps a ton too. So if it's not meditate, which is, well, that's, that's a good Aries yeah. thing, by the way, yeah. and Aries meditation, even when you're driving, that's a bit of a meditation. I hate oh, to tell you that. Very but that's, much so such an Aries, if you have an Aries sun or an Aries rising, or an Aries North Node, all that um, driving is a meditation, yes. breathing is a meditation, sometimes running if you're a runner. Yeah, I used to run all the a, time. A medita- Walking today yeah, is a meditation. It's a meditation. You know, I do have a practice when I get up in the morning because, again, now I don't have to get up and run out the door. Yeah. Like, I get up slower yeah. and, like, I wake my myself up and I lay there for a minute and I do gratitude. Um, but I'm, I haven't been sitting doing OM for 
you know, like 20 minutes at a time, I'm going to start doing that. It's my commitment. Um, and, and I think it's just, there's, there's brilliance that comes from that. Yeah. Uh, and that quietness, even though we say we have quiet since we don't have as much busyness, but I still find myself very busy. Oh yeah. Busy in a different way. It's It's still very busy. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's been a lot of inner work happening and you don't ever know whether, I mean, we're never done with this work, but I'm hoping that I've been able to highlight my issues of eating, highlight my issues of choosing men that are not nurturing. Yeah. I mean, again, we talked about when the last episode, we talked about that man that would not walk me to my car. It was more than one date, by the way. And, um, he walked me maybe once or twice. I don't know, but it wasn't consistent. It's such a non nurturing thing. Yeah. So for somebody like me that needs nurturing, but never really, but never had it, I would excuse that behavior now that the 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 flashlight is on that yeah. and I can see it I'm never excusing that behavior same thing with my eating okay now that I know that the pressure comes on I go to the kitchen I have to I actually stand down and start breathing through it and try to come up with a new strategy that's right. healthy for me right. that makes me feel good right and and so coming back to your control when yeah. you're micromanaging or whatever we want to call it, that you're like digging in and maybe unnecessarily so, yeah. um, unhealthy so, yeah. um, you have to recognize that. And what are you going to do, Gina? Well, for me, um, so my, my breathing through it is to have to um, identify it. And, and really, I think this is where you know, family around you can like hold the mirror up and say, you know, mom, you've been up working for like 10 hours now. And, and right now there's no end of work. Like it's not, yeah, the you, lines don't, you don't are ever super get, blur. yeah, nine yep. o'clock we're on there, 10 o'clock. It right. just doesn't yep. stop. Yep. But what I did, uh, there was a, a relatively large project that I had started, hadn't quite finished. It was due the things just kept piling on the to-do that were not expected. So, you know, when you have something planned and then things come on your plate as a professional that you never expected to come and have to have to take priority, the the project stuff, even though that is equally important, just sometimes can, can drop down the list and it had dropped down too far and I didn't, hadn't paid enough attention to it. And, um, I could tell I was getting anxious and I had been upstairs all day. I just, I, I needed to finish it. There was quite a bit still to do to get off for the next day. And this is probably like 6.30 at this point. And my daughter said, Mom, you swore you were going to help me make this banana bread. You and did. I, I remember you saying I that. I did. And I went downstairs and I spent an hour getting it ready and in the oven. It took an hour and 10 minutes to do, but to, to bake. But um, I went downstairs. I We made banana bread. And I'm telling you what, I went back upstairs and I crushed that out like in got it done in an hour. It really was quite a bit of work to do. And I don't think I would have been able to do it that quickly and succinctly had I not just taken that time away and taken a little bit of a breath and had some fun and lighten up a little bit and break from the hyper-focus. So, you know, again, whether it's a drive for me and you're right, driving is a meditation for me. I, but I have to find a way to do that in a more consistent way so that I can continue finding balance and, and really getting to why I struggle to stay quiet, why I struggle to stay quiet. Right. Okay. So I think that's a really good thing for people to do is to 
Take a break. Yep. So when you do the breathing, when, when you go downstairs and you want to like find something to eat, like, is there some sort of a, for myself and maybe our listeners to, to think about, is there some sort of a exercise beyond the, the breathing and the acknowledgement that you do as part of that to help you identify something else that would help you cope or manage? Okay, so I recognize it. And then I just say, I don't need, well, I, I really, it goes back to the root of my family and childhood and yeah. it made me miserable. And so I just say, okay, this is an old pattern. I don't need this pattern anymore. Okay. So you acknowledge it for I what it is. I just acknowledge it. And then I just sit with it and I move, maybe I go get a tea or something and I move through it. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So you don't feel like, cause you know, a lot of these patterns are layers and layers of life and experience and things that have built us to who we are today. And I think our, you know, back to the astrology session that you just recently did, we're wired certain ways based on when we were born and yes, how we came into the world and where the planets were and all those kinds of things. So it shows up for us just without any life experience very differently based on your planetary. Yes. Right. Sign. Right. But then when you layer on top life experiences and childhood and family and successes and traumas and all those things. And, and then, so you're don't, you're not putting a lot of pressure on yourself to, to understand or solve it, but you think with enough acknowledgement and enough quiet time, you'll start to be able to piece together the bigger picture of why you behave in the way you behave. Is that what you're saying? Well, I already know the bigger picture. So I know that I am behaving that way because I'm uncomfortable. And so I know that I was uncomfortable in childhood. And so that's why I'm behaving that way. So Mm. I've already acknowledged that. And so since I found that, it's so much easier to say, okay, I'm done with this pattern. It doesn't serve me. I don't, it doesn't make me feel good. I feel full. I feel bloated. I don't feel happy. It's just, it's just not necessary. And so I'm going to tell anybody out there, and this is like, it doesn't necessarily mean yours came from childhood. You could have developed this just because you're unhappy, but I'm going to tell you anybody that overeats, it's you're checking out in some way. It's an addiction. I don't care what what, you, what yes. your excuse is, you can figure it out and say, why am I doing this? It's if you're the nighttime nibbler or eater, you're checking out. There's some discomfort that you're trying to get away from. It's just not necessary. Right. And I grew up and even the first time I lived on my own, I had a tendency to come home from work. I'm in a job that was tough and I didn't like it so much. And I'd come home and I would overeat. Okay, right. this is how, and then I'd exercise a lot so I wouldn't gain weight. You know, there was always this compulsive offsetting or compulsive right. dieting or compulsive something I would do. So I would just say that like, for me, the pandemic really, sh- really shined the light on yeah my childhood and how it's impacting me today. And then it also shines a light on why would I continue to do things that don't patterns serve me anymore? Behavior. Yep. Just like, like the, these patterns of behavior, like why would I commute for over an hour? When why I would I be, continue to date on emotionally unavailable uh, men? Yeah. Why would I do that? Mm-hmm. Why, why is it that I can't even see that they're emotionally unavailable? Cause they trick me yeah. into being kind when yeah. they're not really kind. 
Yeah. And, and, and yeah. And, but I thought they were kind. Um, I thought my parents were kind. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They weren't, they weren't that, they weren't kind. Yeah. And I guess so, it's all relative, right? Right. Yes. And so once relative. I really feel like once we acknowledge the things that we do, we are it sets us free yeah. to make other choices. So what I would say, and you know, I mean we went deep in this episode, but it is in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> and we are both saying how happy this we were that we wouldn't have found this in two weeks. So oh, gosh, no. Yeah, no, it, it's, it the, took it's a real a gift. a couple months and we're still at, there's no hope for us in Washington, apparently, after today's press conference. But <laughs> <laughs> nothing, Another press conference with so, no information. You know, I felt really super proud of myself that like I've, you know, I, you know, I'm MacGyvered my hair and, yeah, you know, my no nails. Doubt. Somehow I got that nail polish off. I don't know how. Okay. But well, you don't have it, to tell me because I can't uh, get it off my toes. I haven't I, even tried. I'm scared. I, I know. It's like, you know, all the normal things are, are, are not here yet. And I feel proud that I'm doing, I'm doing fine without those normal things. Yeah. I'm like, I've MacGyvered all this shit together. It's fine. And I'm, I'm motoring on better than and I, getting stronger. And I feel like I'm getting stronger. It. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so I, we're hoping all of our uh, uh, viewers listeners, and listeners yeah. um, actually are listeners. finding that same. Yeah. Finding that same, embracing a very difficult opportunity, um, and making it work for you, and and t- making the very be- lemon out of lemonades or. Lemonade out of lemons, I guess. (laughs) Lemonade out of lemons. Um, But, you know, somebody had said recently, I think it was at work, actually. Somebody had said something recently that in the Chinese language, chaos and opportunity are actually the same word. Oh, yeah. They're the same characters. Yeah. Yeah. Same same exact word. It either means one or the other, depending on how you use it. I love it. And I just think that's kind of how I've started to embrace the the pandemic situation is there is so much chaos but there is opportunity in it that you have we need to embrace because it won't if if not for the chaos we wouldn't have the opportunities right yeah and so i do think um we challenge our our listeners to really think about you know as when you're thinking about the chaos and the situation you're in think about what those opportunities or or the the values the values proposition of what we have in front of us the lack of commuting the opportunity to sculpt yourself with Tracy and I mean <laughs> I mean God bless Tracy she's gonna have a run for her money when you're done I mean listen I mean look at human uh, guinea pig <laughs> just telling you he treated him in development to the sculpted chiseled something I've totally never been that but I'm trying <laughs> I love it. But you, but again, I mean, th- that's a great opportunity that is coming as part of the chaos that you, would be difficult for you to carve out otherwise. Yeah, really I find difficult. this time a blessing. Yeah, totally. Exploration is a blessing, Gina. Yeah. And I look forward to being out of the pandemic. Absolutely. And so we can go have our fun, but we will not check out anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, our up-level uncorked assignment is to first look at how you're coping 
and look at the things that are unhealthy for you, whether that's two to four glasses of wine or whatever yeah. you're overworking. Uh, I don't think Tracy hyper- is too much though. I'm no, just I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to so. categorize her as a healthy thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so because I don't want to give her up right now. No. And so, uh, awesome. so look at look at your life. See where you're coping, and then uh, really find those blessings. Yeah, and what are those things? And we've said this before, but what are those things you're not going to you 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 really need to look at and embrace and maybe not ever do a, like run back to yes don't run back to yep. it yes mm-hmm. yep yep when the what else Gina? restrictions are off i think no i think that's great and and really challenge i mean the whole concept of the law of attraction is to really think from a positive standpoint i think yeah. that you know that uh, chinese example the, the language itself offers up the exact paradigm of that and and so when you're maybe spinning on and it's easy to do I mean I think we all find ourselves in moments of dismay about where we're at and just doesn't change it's not getting any better it doesn't you know with the opportunities to get out and about and go back to what we had just six short 70 short short weeks ago still are far off Um, and I think when all of the news and everything we're hearing is such a challenge is so much chaos and unrest and discomfort is to think about the opportunity part of that. It is this, if it's the same word, yeah. uh, there is the flip side of that coin and to always be thinking, challenging yourself to course correct your thought processes and think about the opportunities and, and be grateful and bless those and embrace them and, and leverage it for your best and highest use. Amen to that, Gina. Amen to that. I'm telling you, I'm going to get on that moped without any clothes. <laughs> In your sculpted, chiseled Tracy <laughs> Anderson body. Please, God, and, help me. And fly at the 18 miles an hour the moped goes. <laughs> Is that all it goes? I don't think it's much. I oh mean, it's God, maybe higher sure? than 18. No, it's probably higher than 18. But oh, my God. It's, it's not a Harley. I'm just going to say that. So... I mean, in order for me to look chiseled, I think I need to go I think I need to go a little faster in order to look chiseled. Okay. Oh my God. I love we'll it. We'll see. All right, everybody. Have a great couple weeks. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining our VIP conversation. And please visit us at our website www.loauncorked.com. See you soon. Bye.